welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Welcome. That's awful. Didn't like that one? That's awful. (laughs) Why don't you take a crack at it? No, thank you. But we're here. We're back. Unpacking Sunday. You want to say it again? No, I'm good. No, we're good. Okay, we're going to leave with a small all right. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Josh. Yeah, of course. It's good to be back. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Like a whole week. Yeah, like, I think, has it been eight days? Because we're a Tuesday. Were we Monday last week? Maybe it's no, been seven we, days. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday last week. Last too. Monday was a holiday. Family day. That's what true. did you it was even family do? Family day. On Man. family day. That was so long ago. Now it's that you actually have a family, what did you do? Now that my family's real. <laughs> um, what did I do? I cleaned the house Classic with my wife. family day thing. Classic family day, which was nice. It was needed. It was time. What else did we do? Went for a nice walk. Hmm. Went to Rocky Point and got some ice cream. Hmm. Uh, oh, we also played uh, spike ball. Spike ball season is back. When the sun is out... So is the spike ball. Wow. And so we went to Poco and we went up with my in-laws and we played some 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 of the spike for a couple hours. It was a great day. A couple hours? Oh yeah. We You're got not into playing it. the whole time. We played probably an like hour and a, a half straight. Like a little tournament, like a little tournament. Well, we switched the teams up yeah, and then we right, just keep right, going right. and we go yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like an hour and a half game of spike ball. Oh, no, no, no. It's like we play to That's 21. Insane. No, but it literally is like you start a game, you go right to the end, then you start again right away. Like it's like consistent spike ball. Bo just sleeps in his little bassinet. He's, mm. he's solid. We put the Imperial March on from Star Wars and he's out like a light. That's his jam. Right. I've heard. Mm-hmm. What about you? Cool. What did you do on family day? Other than the spike ball, similar to you, I went for a walk for a couple hours and then I went home and unpacked my house because, as you know, I just moved. So that's it. Nice. Unpacked. I think that's it. Oh, no. I had so many people at my house that day, actually. Mm. Like, not friends. Like, painters, somebody fixing this, somebody fixing that. Handyman. Mm-hmm. People with a different skill set than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's good to know those people. Hey, we're all uniquely gifted to serve. Exactly. So... So you unpacked last Monday. Let's now unpack last Sunday. You've been holding that one in. I have. I'm yeah, sitting you've on been that waiting one. for that. Yeah, waiting for my moment. You preached on the concept that we are now more than conquerors out of Romans 8. You finished off Romans. Should I, eight. Should I Romans read eight. the... We finished Romans 8. Yeah, finished Romans 8. Should I read this big chunk? Yeah, Get sure. Get everybody up to speed? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. We've kind of, we've got a little pattern that we're doing now. Sure. Falling into it. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. No one. You got it. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life, 
is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. For I'm convinced. Convinced. Yeah. That neither death. Nor life. Nor angels. Nor demons. Neither the present. Nor the future. Nor nor any powers. powers. Yeah. Neither height. Nor depth. This is very easy because it's just (laughs) opposite. Yeah, it is opposite, but it sounds cool. Yeah. (laughs) Nor anything else in all creation. Will be able to separate us from the love of Christ from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So good. It's a good passage. It's your second favorite passage. You see why I couldn't just stop partway through. Yeah, no, you had to keep flying. Yeah. You were so close to your favorite verse. So you had like, to, you had to just It wasn't keep even going. the favorite verse, but actually when you just start there, like how can you stop somewhere? Well, in the it's meant to there? be read together. Yeah. I think someone wrote it all in one letter. Almost. It's yeah. almost like that. It's almost like it's one cohesive thought yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like that so josh start by telling us what stands out to you from the passage not even from sunday but from the passage Hmm. yeah i think what stands out for me the most is just like the finality of the statement it is god who justifies period like that verse for me which is uh kind of near the end of verse 33 it is god who justifies for me, that gives me so much confidence. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. I often find that not even from people outwardly, I feel shame or I feel frustration or condemnation. I usually find like I'm condemning myself. Uh, oftentimes, I mean, on this side of salvation, we still, as we've learned from the past month or so in Romans, this side of salvation, we still have our struggles with you know the death throes of sin. It's not like once you're saved, you will never sin again. Um, it's just that the, the the bondage to sin has now been broken. So you're free to choose Christ every time that sin pops up. But the trouble is, how's your throat? Are you feeling better? <laughs> okay. Wasn't that amazing? It was so. I like, just got a glass of water delivered to me. While yeah, we were it talking. was very seamless, and yeah. I don't even think anybody heard it. So no, it was great. Okay, thank you. But I. But what I love about it is, um, it's a great reminder for me. I find like rather than you know the enemy whispering condemnation into my ear or other people condemning me i i don't personally struggle with those as much i struggle with like self condemnation so uh, a sin i'll choose to sin in whatever situation and then i'll kind of like wallow in that um so for me knowing that i am i am justified uh by god himself and that not even my own opinion, not even my own self-condemnation can separate me from his love, that just gives me so much like uh, firm-rooted confidence. What about you? Because this is, I mean, I'm guessing it's verse 38. Oh, I love that one, but maybe we'll save that for the end. Okay, sure. I think what stood out to me the most when I was preparing is this idea of, and we talked about it a bit before the podcast, if God is for us, who could be against us? And how we... Similarly to how you, when you spoke on verse 28, Mm -hmm. we can use that very flippantly. Verse 28, same with this. People use this as an excuse almost to do whatever they please or to not have to worry about the consequences of what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, if God's for me, who can be against me? 
Yeah. Right. And then they just charge forth with whatever they were doing, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such an interesting thing because it says if he, if God's for you. So then it raises the question for me, who is God for? Yeah. Right. And in the context of this passage, God is for people who are for him. Right. Who Mm -hmm. are led by the spirit of God, right. Mm -hmm. Who are the children of God. Yeah. So if that applies to you, then who can be against you? Because at that point, of course, God is for God. So if we're adopting his will, his desires, his ambitions, we're following his lead, then of course God is going to be for you. But not to be confused, this is not an iffy if. I remember reading that uh, last week. Like they're not like it's not like wondering if he's for you. You know, it's like he you is. You can be confident yeah. that he is for you if you are in Christ. So and his the fact that he is for you is demonstrated in the fact that he already sent his son for you. Mm. What more could he do, really? And so I find confidence in that idea of like, the one who already gave up his own son for me, would he not also give me everything else that I need? Mm. Mm-hmm. And so even in seasons of suffering and hardship, am I not already completely covered and taken care of? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, you are. You are. Yeah. So. yeah. There's the firm-rooted answer for that. So what, uh, also, I, kind of, I know this isn't like um, necessarily the original text, being that it's the, the title for this section, More Than Conquerors, but it's an interesting idea. It kind of reminds me of, and I, I know that you're also a Hamilton fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where are we going? Yeah, let's find out. Yeah. Um, okay, best song in Hamilton. What is it? Uh, oh. Oh, that's the wrong question. Yeah, because Fav- favorite it's, song, it's, favorite song, and best song are not the same thing. Favorite song for me, you'll be are. back. For me, they are. But you'll be back is the is my favorite song. Oh yeah. What about okay. you? Oh, I have so many favorites. Oh, you gotta pick one. Okay, or it's let not me your think favorite. about it. Let me think about it. Best song is "Burn," though. I think it has to be "Burn." No. Okay, that's I probably your favorite. The, that's probably the one I sing the most. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite song. It's "Quiet Uptown." Oh, that one's so sad, too. That's why I love it. You yeah. know me, I love sad things. Oh, my gosh. Can we one day well, do I quoted a it. I quoted show? it two weeks ago, remember? <laughs> and you laughed at me because I said they're suffering. It caught me by surprise. to name. Because you quoted it like she actually said it. Yeah, it, <laughs> but she did it. It was Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda who yeah. said it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what made me laugh. Okay. Anyways, anyway, moving on. The best song is for sure... What is the name? Like the closing song. What's the name of it? Oh, the, yeah. Talking about like how it, yeah. all, oh my how gosh. she established the orphanage. Anyways, just, we're getting off yeah, track. <laughs> I just cry and cry and cry. Okay. So similarly to Hamilton, you were going to make a point. I was. There's this theme that like Hamilton and Washington, they're going back and forth and he's like, I'll get there. Don't worry. We're getting to the point. And he talks about like how it's, it's, it's easy to be a martyr it's easy to die for something. It's hard to live for something. Right? So what mm-hmm. does it mean for you? He does say that. He does yeah. say that. What does it mean for you to be more than a conqueror? What comes next? Like, what comes after the conquering? What does it mean to be more than just conquerors? That's a funny way to look at it, Josh. Yeah. I'm trying to bring a new perspective to it. Yeah. I think, like, it, for me, it's... Um, like when we talk about being more than a conqueror, even on Sunday, we mentioned it. I think it's more about position and perspective. Like more than a conqueror, I mean, I'm going to just, 
if we've learned anything from like the last month of Romans, it's yeah. that like I'm going to conquer this thing in Christ, and there's just going to be another thing mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. But God will be sufficient for that as well. Yeah, He'll conquer. So that I too. think when He talks about it, it's like it's about position, and it's about like it's the race and the battle is not even close at mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. right? So we talked about we're more than conquerors because actually we overcome, and we do this whole thing of life with a greater power even than the world has to offer. Yes, it's the power of Jesus Christ who, who lives in us. us. Yeah. Right? And we have, like I mentioned on Sunday, we have a greater motive than mm-hmm. anything else in this world, mm. which is our future glory in Christ. Mm. This is what makes us more than a conqueror. It's like, as we've said before, we're not playing on the world's terms or using the world's tools mm-hmm. or the weapons to of gain the world. anything yeah. of this world. Right? So, like, of course I'm more than a conqueror because everything that's thrown at me in this life is just simply of this life. Mm-hmm. Right? But since I'm in Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. Mm. So, I think it's just because the things that we deal with uh, in terms of, like, overcoming struggle and suffering are greater than this world. So, mm. Yeah, that's cool. I like that perspective. So, more, yeah. I, I kind of take this also, like, just that idea because we read it uh, from Paul in verse 37. I'm going to back it up. In verse 36, As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So there's like this theme of what we've talked about as we've gone, because he's just gone from present suffering and future glory. He says, what then shall we say in response to these things? And I think that's the, the key to it right there. It's through him who loved us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just, I mean, we look even biblically at this theme of like conquering, mm-hmm. right? We look at how um, the chosen people conquered the promised land um, through the Old Testament, but they didn't just conquer. They then built something that was uh, beautiful, that mm-hmm. was um, centered around uh, the temple or before that, the tabernacle that was built around like a very living, present, and active God. So I I kind of interpret that title to be like, oh yeah, we're not just tearing something down. We're also building something. Similar to the story of um, like when you clean out your heart, if you just leave it empty, the demons are just going to come back thrice fold. Um, It's a fun way to work in the word thrice. (laughs) But Rather, we're called to to actually invite the Holy Spirit to set up shop in our hearts too. So we're actually it's, it's taking the next step. Yes, we're 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 conquering sin. Yes, we're vanquishing the enemy through Him who loved us. But what's that next step? What are you then building? What is your life a testament to? What is it pointing towards? Well, That's I think kind of we how I, I think we be it. careful because some like that first verse that we talked about. We can't use this like being more than conquerors as a reason or an excuse to again go and just think that we can do whatever that's true right because paul is specifically writing about suffering Mm -hmm. and i think you're reading from the niv i am so it doesn't actually i don't think i'm just i don't have mine in front of me i don't think it says no in all things it says in all these things it says these yeah Yeah, Yeah, in all these things meaning what he just talked about yeah in all these things which would be trouble it would be 
nakedness, yeah. it would be famine, Danger, it would be persecution, sword. the sword. Yeah. In all these things in which we suffer, mm-hmm. we are more than conquerors. Right. This is not an excuse for me to just run out there and be like, I'm a conqueror, I can do whatever I want for Jesus, which, mm-hmm. okay, you could find that elsewhere in Scripture. Yeah, but this is tied to But this is talking hardship. about suffering. Mm-hmm. And Paul is saying, like, to a church that is suffering, that is actually unified probably only in their suffering. Yeah because of the diversity of the church in Rome, is, hey, guys, in this, because of Jesus, through Jesus, you're more than a conqueror. Mm. And so I would just be careful with that, of like using this verse to try to convince yourself that you're going to do great exploits. Mm -hmm. I think that it would be more appropriate to link this verse back to like verse 28 that you preached. It's like Mm -hmm. somehow my conquering is that Jesus is going to do something good with my suffering. Yeah. With this present suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just be careful with that. So, but it's a hard thing to walk out in real life. Like think of the hardest things that we go through. Yeah. And to walk with this attitude of being, a conqueror or even like am i even ever going to get through this yeah what has that been like for you yeah. in your life yeah well interestingly you kind of pointed out the two sides of how we approach this with like represented by the jews in rome and the the god fears the the gentiles in rome and there's kind of like when we approach suffering we either have like this I mean, if you're doing it incorrectly, we have these two outlooks to it. We have like this kind of arrogance that we can overcome it in our own strength, or we also, which was uh, kind of represented by the Jews. They think they know everything already. They think they have the answers to everything already. Or we have like this kind of like um, insecurity and anxiety and fear of not knowing what to do next, not having any guys, not having any leadership, kind of shrinking away from the fight. I even think of like um, Saul, like hiding behind, like King Saul, hiding behind uh, the boxes, right? There's like a shrinking away when you face adversity. So these are the kind of the two uh, outcomes if you're not walking how we ought to, which is is in Christ Jesus. And so in my own life, personally, I've experienced both of these. I've shrunk away from, um, from the source of my power, of my hope, of my strength in times of suffering. Um, and I've also equally distance myself from God by thinking that I can solve every problem myself. I've definitely experienced both of these. And I think uh, I was was praying with somebody on Sunday. And a lot of the time, I mean, I think just maybe this isn't how it has to be, but this is often how it is. We kind of get to the end of ourselves before um, before we humbly invite Jesus to come and guide us. Uh, it could be uh, the reason why like a lot of people find salvation when they're in prison or a lot of people, you know, meet Jesus in, in a season of depression or in a season where they're struggling with sin or whatever, or a death in the family, whatever the circumstance may be, that, that really intense, severe suffering, we kind of get to the end of what we're able to do, whether it's hiding from our suffering or whether it's being defeated in our own arrogance to our suffering. And at that point, we, we find our Savior because we recognize our need for a Savior. So suffering humbles us, absolutely. It's humbled me. I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if, um, if I hadn't suffered. In, in, and I like that you said this too on Sunday. You said there's many ways and reasons why you're going to suffer. 
You're going to suffer because God's disciplining you. You're going to suffer because you're being sifted by the enemy. Uh, You're going to suffer because other people have harmed you. And you're going to suffer because you've made a bad choice. And I have specifically suffered from like making bad choices myself. Um, and then recognizing that I can't fix the problem, I can't get myself out of the problem, it, it kind of helped to show me that I am like a, a broken a broken person in need of a savior. So we all, I, mean, I would say I have a very complicated relationship with suffering. When I'm in it, I hate it. Looking back, I'm, I'm grateful for how God saved me from it, mm-hmm. even if I'm not grateful for it in and of itself. Right. Grateful for what he did with it. Yeah. I have been learning in these last probably two years, and I feel like I am a I am a recovering worst case scenario person. Mm. So like God is doing a work in my heart to like not allow me to go to places where I used to go and worry. Yeah. And but I like I used to think literally things like this, Josh. I was late for a meeting. The elders are going to fire me. I'm going to lose my job. Sam's going to be embarrassed. She's going to divorce me. Right. And I'm never going to see my wife or kids ever again. I'm not going to be able to afford to live here. I'm going to move to like some cardboard box somewhere mm-hmm. and be like the talk of all churches everywhere of this pastor who was late for a meeting yeah. and his life <laughs> fell apart. Like this is actually how my brain used to work. Oh, okay. That's exhausting. It was very exhausting. Yeah. Okay. So, but what I'm just saying is that I find so much confidence in the things that we've been reading in Romans chapter eight, because now what God is teaching me is like, when I catch my mind, like running away Mm -hmm. like that, and I hope this is helpful for someone who's listening, is I just sit there and I'm like, okay, even if, even if that happened, God is with me Mm. and God can handle it and God can keep me. And it's such a confidence. Yeah. Right? It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, they're going to do the right thing. And God will rescue us in the midst of us doing the right thing. And you're going to punish us for doing the right thing. Um, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't rescue me and fix this problem, I'm still going to follow mm-hmm. him anyway. And so that's why even in, on Sunday, I'm saying like, I would like give my whole life to this fact that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm so convinced of that because like you and like I shared on Sunday, I've made so many, you know me very well. I've made so many bad choices mm-hmm. in my life. Awful, awful things. And for some reason, God has not seen fit yet to abandon me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm convinced mm-hmm. nothing can separate me from the love of God. So if my life crumbles yeah. or my friendships fall apart or I, heaven forbid, lose my job. I'm giving examples that people on the podcast might be worried about. God can keep you in the midst of it so long as we stay clinging to him, right? And that's so important to to recognize that even in your testimony just then, like the way that God worked wasn't to to wash away all of your uh, worries about what the worst situation could be. It's to redeem that situation to say, even if that happens, I'm Mm -hmm. there with you. Mm -hmm. Even if that happens, your treasure is stored in heaven. It's sealed. It cannot be taken from you. Mm -hmm. Neither life nor death. Nothing can get in the way of how much I love you. And God can heal overthinkers as well. I am also saying that. 
Yeah, he can't. Because I don't do that anymore. I saw somebody wearing a shirt the other day that said overthinking about overthinking. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds really stressful. I saw a shirt that said, do less, God bless. And I was oh. like, yes. <laughs> that's that. really good. Love that. So, but I think that's like the point is in the midst of our suffering, like God keeps us. And like, if God is for us, who could be against us? And God is for the people who are the children of God, led by the spirit of God, who've been saved and redeemed and set free. Mm. Amen. What else can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord? Zero things. Zero things. Mm-hmm. And that confidence of knowing that that he's, like, I, I don't know, this theme's kind of been popping up lately as we've gone through Romans 2. Like, just recognizing, not Romans 2, but T-O-O. Yeah, as but, well. Yeah, as well, in mm-hmm. addition. But, like, recognizing, I mean, we often, like, uh, and we put an emphasis on it because we're Pentecostal too, but we often, like, have these Holy Spirit encounters, right? Um, but recognizing the fact that that Jesus Christ himself is not like a dead God. He's not a pile of bones. I, I know we're coming up to Easter too, but he's a resurrected. He's a perfected. He's a fully um, alive spirit and body at this exact moment. And he's interceding for us. I love that verse too. He's at the right hand of the God, of the God. He's at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us individually with our individual specific struggles. Whether you're an overthinker, whether you're an underthinker, whether you've struggled with insecurity, whether you've struggled with arrogance, whether you condemn yourself or whether you feel condemned by others, Jesus knows your plight intimately and he's, he's lifting you up and speaking up intercessory prayers for you. And so I think as, as, as we continue to walk and as we are coming into the Easter season, uh, let's let's walk adopting this new confidence, not this new arrogance, not this new God is for whatever I am already for, but this new humble servant-led confidence that he imbues in us through the power of his Holy Spirit. And just on that note, as we're closing, I would just want people to understand, like, it's not out of, like, obligation and duty and like begrudgingly i don't believe that jesus is interceding for you it's like the great joy of the son to Mm. do the work of the father which was to rescue you and to intercede for you and so it's like every time that we mess it up or jesus is interceding for us it's he's not sighing like oh here i go again having to intercede for mike i have to pray that prayer again yeah it's like it's the great joy of jesus to say like father like don't pay attention to like mike's mess up look at what i have already accomplished for him Mm -hmm. and it's a great joy of the son to do that for us so we can walk confidently yeah yeah he's not going to make us pay our tab when we when we meet him once more (laughs) yes thank goodness i'm broke yeah Well, God bless you, church. We hope you've uh, enjoyed this week's episode of Unpacking Sunday. We look forward to seeing you soon. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information, please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com.